Hey everybody, it's Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called Expansion, another trendy catchphrase or something that's needed. So let's get into this today, guys. Well, if you're anything like me, you're probably thinking, are we seriously having another trendy catchphrase? Like first we're being asked to have the right resonance and manifest and then be intentional and then we're searching for abundance and now I'm talking about expansion. (laughs) These words, they sound so big. I feel like that's the biggest problem with using these, you know, catch terms. It's just like saying that there's something on this high shelf that's so <laughs> and you got to try your butt off to get there to achieve this higher state of being. And I mean, really expansion, let's break this down. Expansion is nothing more than growth. And truly, I feel like we all should be called to do this in our lives every single day. Because how boring is it to have the exact same experience without evolving. You know what I mean? Um, Challenging yourself to learn new things, to try something that seems a little scary. That's how we make life interesting, really. But, you know, I mean, I'm in the grief world. So for me, I, I was talking to my free group this week about the word expansion and what that means in terms of grief. And I feel like, you know, it's such a terrifying term to those who are really struggling, whether it be from grief or other traumas. It sounds big and it sounds scary and it sounds like something that maybe we're not ready to, you know, step to the plate for. So how to break that down so it doesn't sound so um, overwhelming and get us into a state of already backpedaling out and saying, I just don't have the time for that right now. It's not the time for me to push myself. I want you to look at it through a little different lens. You know, I mean, I talk about all the time, people just taking one step at a time. The overwhelm usually sets in when we are trying to tackle the whole darn enchilada in like one sitting, you know, trying to just even, you know, start to put a shoe on to start to move is big. So I think that the reason that so many of us find the word to sound so scary is because we're already thinking about the finish line, the end goal. You know, expansion is a big word. It's not like, you know, growth sounds tiny almost compared to expansion. And, you know, the way I hear that word, it sounds like we're not talking change. We're talking transformation. That's huge, right? Expansion is like, you know, going from this pebble to this boulder is how it sounds. So I think if we can just start by realizing no one ever got that tiny little snowball into that ginormous, you know, snow boulder without starting to push it down the hill, you know, you got to start somewhere. And so if you just think about that very next safe but achievable step, then it's not so overwhelming sounding. But here's the coolest part about the whole thing is if every single day you try to expand just a smidge, just a hair more than the day before, then what you're going to end up finding is in no time flat, you're going to look back and go, whoa, 
it's amazing how far I've come. Do you know what I mean? Even if you just took a one step every single day, I mean, by the end of the year, you've come, you know, almost 400 steps. So if you think of it like that, it's like, you know, yeah, just one minute thing. But then the problem is so many people take the step forward and then retreat right back. Or they take the step forward and then congratulate themselves and are so proud of the fact that they, they like, let's take exercise for an example. Like, oh, I just did this huge hike. So I'm going to give myself the day off the next day. <laughs> and then it's like, well, hold on a minute. We're not really continuously growing when we do big steps and then have to pause and sort of regroup and rest before we take the next big step. I feel like it's a lot easier to sustain when you're just taking nice, small, consistent steps without the pause, without the, you know, sitting there to be so proud of how far you've come every day or so, you know, because then it's like taking yourself right out of the race again. Yeah. So my, both of my boys are just starting a brand new season of basketball, right from one season of basketball into the next season of basketball. Uh, and so listening to their coach, inspiring them to practice day in and day out and saying that that's what makes the difference. You know, it's not the kids that, that want to come home and collapse on the couch and play a video game. It's the ones who, when they have the spare time, pick up the ball and practice and do the work. And so it was really making me think, you know, it's true. We have had that mentality. And I'll tell you from, a, you know, having my degree in physical therapy and from just being an athlete my whole life, I know this to be true, that if you push yourself and you work so hard and then you take a bunch of time off, you might as well have not even pushed yourself so hard because it's very easy to take the one step forward and the two steps back. It's even easy to take two steps forward and two steps back and be getting nowhere. You know, it's very hard to take a step forward and pause and then a step forward, pause, forward, pause. You know what I mean? And when I'm saying pause, I just mean like literally from day to day. So, I mean, this is the thing. We seem to think of things in terms of days. So, we're checking, oh, I did it on Monday, I did it on Tuesday, I did it on what? I say, do it, take a little break, and get right back to it. So this has sort of been our method, you know, going forward with all the things we're trying to tackle, my business, my kids, you know, sports, all these things. Instead of just like getting up in the morning and doing it, and then saying, oh, I did it today, check. No, I did it and then take a break for a minute to regroup, to have lunch, to rest, to do something else that you enjoy and love or whatever, and then go back to it, <laughs> right? You don't need to wait till tomorrow. It's not like, oh, I already did my Monday routine. Now I'm going to wait till Tuesday. Or, you know, in some people's cases, it's like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or, a, you know, arms today, legs on Wednesday, core on Friday. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy because... That really means you're only working out your arms once a week. So, you know, even if you're just thinking of a muscle spindle in terms of repair and like really when you're trying to grow and build muscle, you can't take these ginormous gaps in between or it's just for nothing. So I hate doing hard work and having it add up to nothing. There's nothing worse than that. So for me, my new way this new way of expansion, <laughs> it's all about not allowing myself to make my goals too big 
and to just keep a steady pace forward. And this actually started for me at New Year's this year. I set the goal that each day would be better than the previous. I didn't set a big, huge goal of, you know, weight loss or, um, you know, all the things that we all, you know, less procrastination and all. I mean, all of those things, yeah, on my list. But they are going to be achieved by me every day being a little better than the previous. It doesn't mean that every day my house has to be cleaner. It means that if today I, you know, did a workout, uh, shoveled the snow, and um, did a podcast, then tomorrow I'm going to shovel snow, do the exercise, do the podcast, and drink water. And then the next day I'm going to do all those things, drink water and get to bed a little earlier. And then the next day, you know what I'm saying? Like I just keep adding in another thing. And maybe sometimes you need to give yourself the time to adjust to that new thing before you add the next. But as long as each day is a little better. So like on the day I, I added the water, maybe one day I just have a few sips because I don't drink water at all. And then maybe the day after that I have a cup. And then the day after that I have two eight eight ounce glasses. Do you get where I'm going? Like just keep pushing the edge, just the boundaries of comfort, just a little bit. Not so much that it becomes scary and overwhelming or, you know, causes you to fail or take too many breaks or rest too often, but just enough so that, you know, you have to just keep nudging yourself. It's about nudging those boundaries. And it's very, very exciting to look back when you keep doing that. So for me, I've been blessed with um, having a lot of things that I've undertaken in the last couple years that actually have measurable ways and quantifiable ways to look at it and go, whoa, look where I've come, you know, from and to. Like even these podcasts, I'm just about to cross 2,000 downloads. Now that sounds small to a lot of you, I'm sure, and it probably is compared to many of these, you know, the big time podcasters maybe that have millions, I don't know. Um, But for me, it's not even about that. If I have one new person listening, that's a win. That's still moving forward. I just don't like falling backwards. You know what I mean? Like I just like being able to look and see a steady upward climb. And even if it comes down a little, it goes right back up again, a little higher and a little higher. And before you know it, it is amazing, you know, to go back and say, wow, I have almost 50 episodes, something like that. You know, that's just, it's huge because at first it was like, am I even going to be able to launch this thing? If I think back to where I was a year ago or, or I don't even know, was it a year ago? Probably. Um, you know, just announcing my launch of it was like such a big thing. And I was like, worried and who's going to listen and who really cares, right? I did the thing and then I kept doing the thing. And so the reason that I'm successful at it now is because most people do the thing and then I don't know whether they get bored or they over, they over push maybe. Um, and then they end up stopping. And so when everybody else stops, that's when you keep going, you know? So when it comes to, um, to podcasting, some people get so caught up in the details, for instance, like some people will sit and edit this thing to death. And I know this because I was this, (laughs) like my first two podcasts or three, there's so many little editing things. Like every time I took a big like breath like that, I would edit that out because that's what they talk about. That's what makes it perfect. That's what makes it sound good. All the, um, what do they even call them? There's a name for it. Like the people that really listen to all the acoustics and the sounds and the like real 
techie people who, you know, they really listen for that stuff. There's a, they call it something, but anyway, they, um, they would just edit out even that, like I would, they would go research it, sound like a genius by, you know, editing it in. So it didn't sound like they couldn't remember the name of it, but no, I would never be still doing this. It would take me far too long. I mean, it was taking me days on end at that point to just edit and get it all put together. Perfect. And oh, heck no. <laughs> so now I just embrace the me and I hope that, you know, you listeners don't get too annoyed when my dog slobbers or I take a big gasp of air because I have the third cold this month. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, these kids are like Petri dishes. I swear I, I just overcame the last sickness and now here I am. I've been sniffling all day. They're home today. It's a snow day out in New England, and um, so yeah, it's podcast recording day, and my kids are home. So, you know, again, I could have very well been like, well, I'm not going to be able to release anything today because you can hear my kids kind of making noises in the background, or who cares or will notice? It's like having a conversation, really. I mean... Do you never hear background noises when you speak to somebody? Is it so important? No. So it's funny the things in our mind that we blow up to be so important. Everything has to be so perfect. And then the problem is the meat and potatoes of it never gets done. Actually, meat and potatoes is a great example. Dinner, right? If you're going to make this huge fancy dinner... I'm going to use this example. My mom's listening. I know she is because she listens to these. She's going to be cracking up. So there's this meal that she makes that happens to be my brother's favorite. And it takes her two days to make it. Two full days. Um, And it's a process. Like you have to boil the chicken and then remove it and then make this broth. And I don't even know because I never do it this way. And then put it in the refrigerator overnight. And it's like a whole thing that goes into eventually making it into a casserole and putting it in the oven. Well, I like this meal. I don't love it quite as much as my brother maybe, but I like it a lot, but not enough to spend two days on it. So for me, my family would never eat it. But I know that like my kids actually quite like it and it's a nice change of, you know, meals. So I like to do it, but I just like, who has the time for that? And I know growing up, we didn't really have the time for it either because it was one of those things that was like a rare, like fun thing when we actually had it because, you know, no one has the time. So I instead was like, I don't even use a recipe card when I cook. I just go by like tastes and, you know, so I was like, why is this any different? I could bet I could whip this up in an hour. Sure enough, tastes the same to me. I mean, maybe you could notice subtle differences, but not enough to not make the meal. But for years, like I could have never made that meal or enjoyed it, or I could have just found a way to get it done. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to have every little ingredient and spice and, you know, sitting and soaking in the flavors or whatever. It, I mean, is it better usually the next day? Of course. But guess what? We can never finish it all in the first night because it makes this huge amount. So we get to eat the leftovers the next day anyway, and it tastes exactly the same at that point. So it's just the idea that if you make things too hard and complicated, sometimes they just don't even get done. And that's unfortunate, I think, because a lot of things like there's I bet there's listeners right now who have this amazing idea for an invention, a book, whatever, a career, a job, a, you know, business startup, whatever that they've never done because in their own mind, they have built it up to be so big and hard and impossible. I can tell you right now, you could bust out a book in like, I mean, no time flat. It's not this process. Everybody's worries. Oh, the publisher and how am I going to this and that? It works its way out. This is the crazy part. As you get going, you just figure it out because you have to. I used to be terrified of starting a business until I did it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? And now I'm like, of course there's risks and you worry when you start a business because, you know, all your money is put into this business and you're hoping that it succeeds. But truthfully, like the steps in the process, I was terrified, terrified of taxes, terrified of like, you know, doing all of the Excel spreadsheets. I don't even like, that's not even the way that I function. I found the ways that work for me, you know, and if it works easier for me to put a grid in Word and and do it that way because I don't have the time to spend to get to know Excel's latest updates, that's fine. It's what it is, is my point. Like whatever it is, if you have built it up to be so hard and overwhelming, then you might just never even get started. And that's such a loss to the world because you have gifts and you should be sharing them and you have things that you want to do. Your bucket list, your things that you want to do someday are so valid and important. And someday I would bet money (laughs) that you'll be laying there on your deathbed if you've never done these things thinking I should have done more. I should have done more of those things. I should have tried. What's the worst that could have happened? I could have failed. You know what I mean? But to never have tried, that's the sad part. That's the part where I feel like that's the regret of the of the dying is is the people who never stepped up to the plate. You know, it is so worth the attempt because even if you fail, you can say you tried. So this wasn't even meant to be a big, huge motivational speech. But, you know, I just want to remind you guys that expansion can sound terrifying if you let it. But just being better today than you were yesterday, that seems pretty reasonable and achievable (laughs) to me. I don't know about you guys, but I'm not afraid of being better than I was yesterday. I mean, gosh, I was kind of a mess yesterday if I really think about it. I can do better than that. Yes, I can. And I think all of us can if we really look at ourselves. Like, can we do better than yesterday? And then, you know, it's not like you have to mark down, oh, well, yesterday I did, 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 don't overcomplicate this. You know, I, I think you know. Like, think right now, what do I feel like I've done better today than yesterday? You kind of have an awareness of it. It doesn't have to be check marks on a list of, like how many glasses of water you had and, you know, how much time you spent working on something or, you know, it doesn't have to be that specific. It can just be feeling like you're working better at doing the things you need to do, you want to do, you want to embrace more today than yesterday. Feeling a little better about it today than yesterday. And so each day, all you have to do is remember the previous day. You don't have to remember what you did five weeks ago. You just have to be a little better than the previous day and it'll always be an upward climb. And you know what? So what if you get knocked backwards and every now and then we all have a stumble? I mean, I'll take my cold for an example. Um, I certainly could have been getting way more done in the way of things that I wanted to do today if I didn't feel like I had vertigo. You know, it's when you have a real bad head cold and it feels like everything's kind of spinning. I kept wanting to close my eyes and lay my head back. Um, Of course, I could have been way more productive if I felt better. So you know what? I'm not going to like, if you let that one little slip alter your trajectory, then, you know, that's when you don't get anywhere. I'm not going to even think about that tomorrow. It's going to be a lot easier day tomorrow to be better than I was today. <laughs> but look at it that way, right? Every now and then maybe it gives you a little little reset. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. When I come back, I've got so much more to talk about. So don't go anywhere. Thanks. So I'm all about busting some of these myths in the grief world, and I'm going to tell you 
things like this roller coaster just is part of the grief phases and you just have to accept it and that it will get better with time and all of these cringeworthy bad messages that we are getting out there. I am tackling them head on with my loss just sucks. Grief doesn't have to healing accelerator. If you would like to apply or if you have questions about what it is, what it looks like, all the details and you want more on it, uh, just send me an email to heather at canyoucurecancer.com and of course, things are ever evolving, and I have no idea when you're going to be listening to this. So this message may be very old and things may have changed by the time you listen. But reach out anyway if you want to inquire and find out what I'm doing to show that there is a different way to do grief. All right, guys, back to the show. So if you apply heat to metals and plastics, guess what you get? <laughs> Expansion. Yeah, they expand. So I find it interesting that if you ever tried to get a ring off your finger and it's stuck, I mean, similarly, it if your ring is stuck on your finger and you're trying to be able to slide it off, you can apply cold because that will constrict and then you'll be able to slide your your tissues will. Um, heat increases blood flow and so might actually cause some extra edema and some inflammation and, you know, things to sort of swell up. But ice, on the other hand, or cold, you know, the opposite happens. So why am I even bringing up all these little science things besides the fact that I love science? <laughs> well, I'm bringing it up because when we have, well, that was wild. I'm not even going to edit this out because this was how amazing the universe just shows you sometimes real world examples in the most beautiful ways and at amazing times so here i am talking away about expansion and if you heard me kind of almost stumbling on my words for a second it was because i looked up and saw the low battery warning on my computer which i thought was a little odd but probably a direct reflection of me doing my own expansion work and working late into the night last night and not charging my computer for quite as long as usual um, and having so many things open on my desktop. But anyway, so I, I was like, oh, I have to pause it. So I ran downstairs, grabbed the charger. I went to plug it in and the, the actual socket is behind my little, um, what do you even call it? It's like a little electric fireplace basically anyway um because of the heat back there it there was like a really tight fit and it had expanded i couldn't quite get the thing to fit and i was having to wiggle it anyway so weird there was so many things first i was it was the editing i was talking about and then that got put to the test like is she gonna edit this out <laughs> and then right after that i was like all right look at this like a direct you know reaction to me working harder is now I'm gonna have to remember to charge my computer more and then I had this whole expansion thing at the socket it's just too weird anyway I had to share that with you and I am not editing out my sort of word stumble and all of that because um I just think sometimes it's beautiful how the universe does that and so that's a kind of neat way to see it in action <laughs> so the reason what I was getting at here with the whole heat and how it is applied to metals and plastics to get them to expand. Well, no different. We need some 
well, not a modality, but you know, you need something in the equation in order to expand, you know? So I just, it's a reminder that like, even in the physical world, you see this in action for things to expand. It just doesn't happen in the absence of anything there. You know, you apply the heat and then the expansion happens. Well, it's the same thing in our own lives. If we just sit and wait to grow, guess how much of that growth is going to happen? Uh, nothing, right? So start doing things. You need to apply heat in your life. You know what I mean? The passion, the put something to it. You know what I mean? Put some action steps and verbs into your day of actually doing some things that are going to create the outcome that you want. And that's that catalyst that you need. That's the thing that's going to make that, um, you know, lab experiment come to life. It's going to be the thing that makes the next things happen. And I do think sometimes we're a little too passive in our approach, especially because there's a lot of uh, talk in the mindset community about manifestation and, you know, just seeing it and feeling the feelings of what it would feel like to have the thing and, and all of that. It makes it sound like we are, you know, just on board the moving car and a passenger. But I think quite the opposite. We have to take some actionable steps, you know, you can't just sit and hope that all the best things fall in line for you because you saw it in your mind's eye and you could feel what it would feel like. And then you just sit there and don't, don't do anything. I mean, I think if all, sometimes all it is, is opening up your emails and, you know, getting in your car and going somewhere for the day, but, um, to just sit passively, I think just like we see in science every day, it, it isn't, nothing changes. You have to apply something to that equation to see things start to happen, right? Anytime you do kind of a fun lab experiment, you have to add something. Like, what are you adding? And um, for me, a lot of it was like, I could, I was a very busy person. Don't get me wrong. I've never been lazy. That's kind of a pet peeve of mine. But I was pushing myself to exhaustion. So I would be out to dinner with a friend and I'd be constantly going, oh gosh, I'm so tired. And actually this even just happened recently. Like I was burning the candle at both ends and exhausted. And so, um, you know, there is some type of, you know, gauge of like how much is too much there. You do need to take steps. You can't take too many steps. Again, I think that goes into like trying to achieve the finish line at the start. And, you know, there is something to be said for that whole saying of like, it's the journey. That's the part that's the fun part. So if you're so solar focused on that end, you do miss the parts along the way that are really enjoyable. So like if you're building a business and you're so focused on like, once you get all these customers and all this stuff, you're going to miss the part when, oh my gosh, I did have free time in my day back then. I did get to, you know, fit my exercise routine in because I didn't have all these people coming through the door. Like enjoy some parts of the ease instead of worrying about whether the people will come, you know? Um, and if it's even like somebody who is working out and trying to lose weight and you're so focused on that pair of pants fitting, it's like you might have missed the fact that you have just eliminated all of that size you were wearing out of your wardrobe. You know what I mean? You're already seeing maybe some defined muscles. So maybe you haven't seen the scale move, but maybe you're starting to get some muscle tone, which weighs more than fat, by the way. So maybe it feels like the scale's not going anywhere, but you look better. You know, enjoy those things. Those are wins. And when you enjoy the wins, it doesn't make the struggle so hard anymore. 
Um, I know I have a lot of grief listeners because they know that I do this podcast, so they check in from time to time. I don't think that grief is all that different, you know? I think grief is, I mean, grief, trauma, any any major hurt in your life, you could kind of look at it the same way. You know, if you want to get to the other side of feeling good again, you just can't sit in your living room and watch TV all day and be sad. You know, you do have to push, push the boundaries a little bit. Not um, extreme, but you know, you can't just stay in and wait for the day you start to feel better. Those little nudges every day, just a little more. And before you know it, you'll be back to doing a lot of the things you used to do. But the temptations, it's, oh, there's so many temptations around to want to just retreat, to want to just be like, well, their life has ended, my life has ended. And if you let yourself go down that route, life is going to go slow and not enjoyable. And I think someday you might find yourself at the end of your life looking back and going, wow, well, I did waste a lot of time after the loss of my person. You know, I really did die with them. And that's just a loss to the whole world. So hopefully for those of you who are grieving, you can find your way to expand, but in a nice, safe, gentle, slow, (laughs) slow way that feels good and doesn't overwhelm you because we have enough overwhelm in our lives when you get grief dumped on you. That is for sure. No shortage of things to do, um, you know, new roles to figure out. Um, For a lot of people, there's financial things. There's, um, you know, there's other people that are looking to you for how do we grieve? How do we do this? Um, You know, there's a lot, there's a lot involved. And so I think if you think too much about having to be this healed person, it's just, it's like focusing on that end goal instead of focusing on the here and now and the present, which is so much more achievable and um, not so scary because, you know, I always say this to you guys, but the here and now is not so bad, right? What's terrifying is thinking so far in the future because it's unknown and there's all this worry that comes up. But if you stay super present with it and you just think about, you know, okay, can I just do that one more thing, that one next right step? You know, I've heard that before too. I don't know who, whether it was an an author who wrote about it or, uh, you know, a speaker or who knows, some kind of famous guru. But, um, you know, it's just taking that next best step. Um, And so expansion just if it makes you cringe like it made me cringe I encourage you to take it out of your vocabulary altogether. <laughs> we don't need to use these big fancy intimidating words we need to hear what the real message is that they are trying to give you when they talk about things like expansion you know if you're sitting there watching the Dr. Phil show or the um, you know some show where they're trying to give you these actionable steps but big words like expansion make you already feel like, ugh, not today, thanks, <laughs> then change the vocabulary. You know what I mean? Don't don't change your mind on the fact that you need that. You're probably right that it is something that sounds great because it's something that is a fit. It's just that the bigger picture is so much that, you know, it's just so easy to to get yourself already wanting to not just retreat, it's beyond that. That's the word I'm searching for right now. It's like, 
I don't know. It is this sort of like recoiling thing that happens. It's like as soon as you start to poke your head out, you're like the turtle coming out of the shell and you're finally like, ooh, can I do this? And then all of a sudden you hear like, oh, well, we're doing a transformation or an expansion. It sounds so big that it is so easy to just go, whoop, I'm just going to close this door off again for just a bit. I'll get there tomorrow. And the problem is tomorrow's just stack up in a hurry. You know, it's like, when does that day ever come? I don't know. But usually not until we finally hit that breaking point where we're like, okay, enough is enough. I'm ready for something else. I'm ready for more. And I mean, this is why I started doing this program to help the grieving is because if you're hitting that point of like, enough is enough. I need something. When you're at that point, it's like, where are my tools? Where's my heat? I need the heat gun, <laughs> right? I need now that catalyst to get me to the next thing. I'm ready for it. And so that's why I'm trying to come up with tools to give people when they're standing at that ready point, because that's where you need to be to actually even get transformation or, or expansion or something that big. You have to be already like, okay, enough is enough. Like I've retreated back enough times to know that now I'm ready to push forward with this and I'm not willing to sort of tuck myself back in away from the world. Like I am ready to do the thing. So if you're listening and you're like, yeah, I've been wanting to write a book or I've been wanting to whatever it is. Um, and you know, I am kind of feeling a little fired up right now. Well then don't calm down there. Like don't like just go, Oh yeah, but maybe I'll start next week after the, da, 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 da. no, what you need to do then is get a title, get, start making a, a table of contents, start, writing the first chapter. I mean, anything, any single thing, research, whether you want to do it, um, you know, an ebook, or you'd rather have a paper book, like what, anything, just do a step today. That's it. It's only just a step. It's a, it's taking something from your brain as a thought or an inspiration and taking some type of actionable step. Like I've done this so many times as of recent with my diet and I'm like, well, once I've eaten all the junk that's in the house, I just won't buy anything new. I don't know how I think that will ever happen because things find their way right back in again. So it can't be that. It, you can't set these future goals for I'll do it when because something will always get in the way of that. That means you're not at the ready yet. You have to be at that point of like, ooh, enough is enough. I'm changing this, you know? And every time that I have future forecasted when that's going to happen, that day never comes. It's only on the days where I'm like, oh, had enough. And I immediately take an action step that then things start happening. You know, I even put myself on the spot. Like for instance, I announced recently about the research I'm doing. Why did I do that? Because I hadn't started it yet and I needed to, and it kept getting backburnered, you know, like sticking something on the back burner for later. And so I decided finally, I'm going to announce it to the world. And by doing that, it holds me accountable to now have to continue to do that. And so it probably couldn't have been worse timing because just about everything I could think of sort of popped up all at once around the same time in tax season and da, 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 you know, all the stuff. But I'm glad I did that because now it's out there. It's on record. People will ask me, hey, where's this at? What have you been doing? I need to do it. 
I knew I needed to do it, but I hadn't done anything with it. So I just threw it out there. It's like sometimes just telling your friends you're doing something might be enough because then they're going to be asking about it. And when you know that, it's that little bit of pressure that sometimes that's the heat, you know, it's the thing you need to be like, yeah, I'm ready to expand. I need to do this. Like, you know, people are waiting for it or whatever. I mean, it doesn't really matter how you get there. It's just like you got to do something that's going to shake you up a little bit because it's so easy to get content in life. And I'm really anti-robotic life these days. You know, I when I see people doing that same routine, if you can look out your window and watch your neighbor and every day they leave for work at the exact same time, they come back at the exact same time, and then you watch them go grab their mail, you know, put the let the dog out do the and you're watching the same pattern again and again you know what I'm talking about right and so you can witness it and you can experience it yourself because I mean I know I've gone into those drone-like states for weeks on end at times but um, it's so important to just recognize when it starts to happen and shake it up shake it up just say yes to the thing that you know normally you'd say no to because it falls out of your routine do something that just shakes things up and makes it a little different and then oftentimes inspiration and stuff comes from those those actions it's when we're stuck in robot mode of the same old same old then things are real hard to change and transform because we're it's like you know your expectations already go to the next thing okay now i'm gonna go do this and i'm gonna go do that and then before you know it you literally are acting robotically just going through the motions. Nothing's going to be different today than it was yesterday. And that is not okay. Um, it's really a boring life anyway. You know, I and if you think about just how short and fleeting life is, you have got to do things. Anything. <laughs> like you just don't want to be at the end and go, oh my gosh, all the things I thought I'd do in retirement. All the things I thought I would do when my kids had grown. All the things I thought I'd do when my kids got older. Whatever it is, don't put it off. It's just the putting things off that keeps it from ever happening. And expansion never happened tomorrow. <laughs> it just didn't. It's like, no, expansion is going to happen right here and right now. You know, like that tiny bit of growth is what's going to start to stretch the, you know how you stretch a balloon before you blow air into it? Well, there you go. You know what I mean? Like start stretching the balloon a little bit. You got to get there. Otherwise, it can never even contain all the ideas and the things that you want to do because it's too much. It's too big. It's, you know, the all at once thing is it's overwhelm. That is overwhelm. And so the bit by bit, it's amazing what you achieve. Just a little bit by bit. And do this with anything, guys, smaller scale even. Like there is a cabinet in my kitchen that is, it's become like a junk drawer. And I started doing this exact method and it was amazing what happened. So I started by taking everything out. This is also my heat catalyst thing that I do where um, if I want to clean something, I force myself to see it through by taking it out, which makes my house a trashed mess because what when it's not in there anymore now that's clean and now I've got to go through the stuff I'm not going to put all this junk back in there I'm going to sort through it and only put back the essentials and necessity things but anyway my point is if you have like a, a junk drawer in your house or whatever just tackle a little bit of it today 
not tomorrow, today, and then tomorrow tackle a little bit more. And before you know it, you're going to get to the bottom of it. You're going to get through it. Whereas if it was this thing that's going to take three days straight to accomplish and tackle all at once, it's like, oh, I don't have three days right now. I'll put that off. But you do have two minutes. So if you have two minutes each day to just give to something small like that, you'll see it transform. And that's the rewarding part, right? As you start to see it transform, that's what keeps you excited about it. So that's sort of my method with you know, things big and small. And if you think of expansion as something that's just for people who are like ready to go on some big transformation, becoming a whole new person, then you're always going to think it's not for me. It's not for now. And, and that's just a waste. Um, expansions for all of us. We all need to expand and grow every single day. We all need to challenge ourselves, shake things up, do different things. And gosh, please get those things off your bucket list. Start doing them. You know, if they're on there, it's because something inside you knew that that's something in your lifetime you wanted to do. Do it now. Just do it. Um, You know, I mean, obviously we all have our own financial situations and only you know what you can truly afford to do. But I mean, start trying to find a way to make it happen. You know, if you have to pick up a little part-time job to pay for that thing, then do it. I just, I want to see you guys excited about your lives. And I think that when you're excited about your life, that's when it gets a little easier to get out of bed in the morning, right? Because you're looking forward to your day. And we all deserve to have a day every day that we're looking forward to because that's life. It should be the good stuff. Um, Not so much of the dread of another Monday morning and another week to come. And I hate that for you. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. And I don't want that for my children. And I don't think any of us should be content with that. So expand and grow and then share with me. Let me know what thing you're going to tackle. I want to hear all about it. Um, I'm so grateful for you guys coming and listening and all of my returning listeners. So guys, don't forget, I have a program out there. If anybody is needing some help to get through some tough grief, make sure that you send me an email at heather at canyoucurecancer.com. All right, guys, have a great day and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.